Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Welcome again to another edition of Sunday Night Rev with David Vaughn, Lori Enright. We are honored that you're listening, excited that you're engaged in our REV program. Can't wait to talk about uh, each week some things that may be important to you. In Eagle Country, we got people of all backgrounds, don't we, Lori? All shapes, sizes, ages, genders. A lot of them like country music. Maybe that's why I like Eagle Country so well. And we hope that they like country music. Yeah, yeah that would be good. And uh, this show is for everybody. It's like for people who are in the church, people who are not, like not in church or maybe thinking about church. We're for people who maybe got burned by the church. Uh, and we're for people who like just happen to be tuning in and you thought it was an accident. It's really a providence, a, not a coincidence that uh, you tuned in because maybe God wanted to talk with you and get a hold of you. This show is even for you tonight, just kind of scanning. Maybe you're bored. Uh, it's July 1. It's hot. It is Oh, my hot. goodness. July 4 is coming up, and then the most important national holiday, July the 8th, my birthday, uh, coming up. Uh, so uh, we, we'll be doing a show that night. But anyway, uh, we are glad you're here no matter where you're from. I think each week we try to talk to people who have some faith background, but we also try to talk to people who have no faith background, who uh, maybe got in trouble. You know, uh, maybe you were bailing hay Saturday morning and putting up bail for yourself Saturday night. <laughs> you know, this show is for you and we're that's pretty good. And we're glad that's pretty good. I want to use that in a message sometime. But I thought tonight, Lori, since it is July one, this is July four week. A lot of people will be taking off July four, celebrating our country's independence. For most of us, it's uh it, July four is not uh, as patriotic as maybe Memorial Day or something like that. For us and a lot of people listening to Eagle Country, it's, you know, uh, we want to cook out. We want to do fireworks. Uh, you know, we're going to do something, even though it's blazing hot. I thought we could take a chance and talk, an uh, opportunity to talk about uh, our country a little bit. Uh, the civil discourse we have right now is not really good. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about how God views a country or a citizen. Uh, I think there's a lot of confusion in church world, at least, where we kind of think God resides in one particular political party. He does not. In fact, he's probably disappointed in both parties uh, or independent no uh, or whatever your political sway- persuasion, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, I really doesn't matter. So I think there's some things we can learn, which is what we try to do uh, at Whitewater. We just try to look at the Bible. We kind of hold the Bible in one hand and newspaper in another and then bl- blend the two together. And I think that's what our show does best as well. So I thought we might just spend a few minutes talking about God's view or our view of government and what it means to be a, a citizen. Uh this would be a, a great question to start with. So do you think that there are more Republicans 
or Democrats that listen to Eagle Country? I'll put you on the spot. Um, I I never talk about my political views, so this yes. is not necessarily, or it might be my perspective, but I would say there is a very, very likely chance that a good majority of our listeners are likely conservative yep. or consider themselves part of the Republican yep. Party. I mean, in this yep. area, there's a lot of, we have a lot of agriculture, we yep. have a lot of industry, union jobs, very... Yep patriotic we have a patriotic um, audience in eagle country thank god i like that i i see the eagle logo from eagle country there and uh i think part of country music why it is so popular and this is not a commentary on this station or any other station but i think one of the reasons country music is so popular is because it is very pro-country pro-faith pro-freedom uh pro-values pro-family all the things that I think make Eagle Country successful, and I hear through the grapevine that this station is doing well. Y'all are killing it. Way to go! Well, we do it. We do our best, but you know, it's it's all done uh, for the people, right? The yeah, people well, are the well done. I'm taking credit. I'm saying it's the Rev Show that shot you all right up with your advertising and ratings and all that. So I, I'm, I'm taking credit in great <laughs> humility. Uh, but anyway, He's very yeah, humble, I'm all. very, very humble, humble man. Anyway, uh, I, I do think that in Eagle Country, by and large, people are pro uh, country and country music in general likes to celebrate that. There are other genres of music, I'm sure, that celebrate it, too. Uh, so what does it mean like to be a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or a libertarian who also happens to be a Christian? This is, I think, is the struggle that a lot of pastors had to deal with in the last election cycle. I, uh, I do not believe God resides in one party. I think there are parties that have more platforms that may lend themselves to a governance model that fits my value base or your value base. So I try to not talk. I mean, if you want to get controversy going, I mean, you just talk about politics or religion. That's the two things people don't like to talk about. And so I try to say, well, what would Jesus talk about? You know, our theme all this year as a church is, uh, what, you know, what would Jesus do? That's kind of what we're, what, how did Jesus think? How did Jesus act? And uh, we invite you any week to whitewatercrossing.org. I mean, plan your visit page. Come check us out online before you visit us in person. And watch some archive sermons. Uh, absolutely. You do the archive radio show here on Reb, but you can watch any of the archive messages. Mark Crimer, again, who's a wonderful patron, very patriotic guy himself. And the things that we are talking about right here matter to Mark as well as many in Eagle Country. Uh, so a lot of pastors struggled, though, with uh, this past election cycle, because if we uh, align God to too many political structures on earth, the church always loses. In fact, the church, believe it or not, historically, in the New Testament at least, uh, always did better when it was not aligned with a political person or structure. Uh, in fact, the political system of their day persecuted Christians. It was only when the church got aligned with the state that things got awry, and the church started to get uh, uh, affected adversely, negatively, and though the, the political system inculcated itself into the spiritual system, which is always a bad thing. The church always loses when it aligns too closely with mm-hmm. a party or a candidate. 
Uh, our current president, Donald Trump, has done some wonderful things for some Christian values, in my opinion. Uh, but no way would I say uh, that the, the hope of the world rests on Donald Trump uh, or any political person or party. The hope of the world is in Jesus. So it's interesting as you study the life of Jesus, as he interconnected and intersected with political people in his day, how did he do it? And there's a couple of cases, you know, uh, Jesus paid taxes. Man, I know we hate that. I don't want to pay taxes. But they brought this coinage to Jesus and say, hey, uh, do you think it's right to pay taxes to Caesar? Now, they were trying to trap him. Hopefully, he would give the wrong answer, no, and uh, they could accuse him to the Roman government and then have the Roman government execute Jesus instead of them doing it. That was the religious leader's plan. So Jesus, I mean, very shrewd. He outfoxed the foxes. So we'll bring a coin here. Whose inscription is on the coin? And they said, it's Caesar's. He said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and unto God what is God's. And I think that's a general and a wonderful rule to go by. We are to pay taxes for legitimate purposes, even though we might grumble about it. We are obligated to do that as good citizens of this country. But we also are uh, obligated to uh, obey God, for we are citizens of another country. And the citizenship of heaven has to trump the citizenship of earth. So this July 4th, I'm celebrating America. I'm proud to be an American. I mean, there's a lot of stuff messed up about our country. But you tell me any other place in the world that's like the United States of America. Now, nowhere. And the 4th of July is hands down my favorite yeah. holiday of the year because I love America and our yeah. military and those who ensure the freedom. And I love the, you know, the the grilling out. There's no pressure of gifts. It's true. You know, you just kind of get together with friends and family and celebrate. Generally, everybody's in a good mood and you eat Yeah, good they're food off work and, most of the time. It's a paid uh, yeah. holiday. It's paid holiday. <laughs> and I love our country. I mean, I, there's a lot of things messed up, but there's no greater place I, I, that you would want to live. That's why everybody wants to get here. Uh, that's why, uh, you know, there's no place like this place. I think that we have been blessed by God as a country because we were founded with that quest for religious freedom and liberty that beats within every person of faith. To say that those early church uh, or early um, governmental leaders were not people of faith, I, I think that's inaccurate. They were. Some of them were deists, which means they kind of believed in God but didn't believe he's active in the human affairs. But they had a certain moral fiber, a faith fiber about them. If you really study the founding fathers, that drove them. And the Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And I think, you know, that America has got so far away from its religious roots. And I'm not saying that we should, uh, you know, be a, a country that is ruled just by God's law because there is a cultural phenomenon that politics has to play in our culture. But the church uh, has to supersede that. We live at, at a higher calling, a higher citizenship. Uh, in the, the day that I'm going to read this verse in Romans, uh, I mean, listen to this now as I read it in the context of the where they lived, the environment, the culture. Paul wrote this. Uh, Paul was an apostle, and he wrote some instructions to Christians living in Rome. Now, I know America's bad, but it was nothing compared to Rome. They were killing people who were Christians in their day. They were throwing them to lions. 
They were putting him in the gladiator arena. Uh, the Emperor Nero, how bad and sad it was, uh, his reign. They would dip Christians in wax and set them on fire to light his gardens. I mean, now I know that Hillary and Trump and uh, whoever your political candidate is, you might come up with all kinds of bad characteristics about them. None of them are doing what the emperor was doing to Christians. And it was in that context of the Roman Christians and being citizens of Rome but citizens of God that Paul wrote this. And I think this is the guidelines for us on this July 4. As we celebrate our country, I'm all for, I, I'm, I'm all for celebrating the United States of America. But my allegiance is not only to my country. My allegiance is to a higher calling, a higher person, and I'm citizens of that country. And when... My values of the citizenship I have in heaven conflict with the values of being a citizen on earth. I got to go with the heavenly thing. There may be a day, thank God, I'm allowed to practice freedom right now of religion. People died so that we could, you and I could worship at Whitewater like we do. People died so we could say what we want over the air here in Eagle Country. Uh, but there may be a day when the the government that we of the of the country we live in is so ungodly, or they pass laws that would prohibit this freedom of speech, or mandate that I, as a pastor, do something that uh, is against my conscience, and then I'm gonna have to go to jail. Mm-hmm. I, 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 my, my loyalty, my allegiance must be higher. I don't think we've reached that. I think there are some. Uh, laws that uh, may be coming in the future as our society gets more secular uh, that will force Christians to decide whose side they're on. I think that'll be a sad day. And I think God, to some extent, has withdrawn his favor and blessing because our nation has drifted away from the founding principles that it was founded on. But here's the scripture from Romans 13. And I think this is the advice Uh, Remember, written by Paul, written to Rome, written in Rome. And he said this in verse 1, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So think about that. Even as ungodly and as unrighteous as the Roman government was, Paul says, you know what? God has established this authority structure in a country. And that would be true for us through our uh, legislative branch, our judicial branch, our executive branch. Kind of sound like I'm back in school, don't I? Uh, But he says those things have been established by God. Consequently, verse 2, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. In other words, if there is a law that's just, that doesn't contradict the heavenly kingdom's law, you have an obligation as a citizen of your country uh, to submit to those governing authorities. For rulers, he says in verse 3, hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from the fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you'll be commended. In other words, don't lose sleep about uh, about it. If you just just do the right thing, obey the law. Now that can be pretty um, pretty hard when you disagree with the law. <laughs> you know, like I disagree when I'm driving here to record the radio show that that speed limit is 45 <laughs> out there on 50. I think it should be a, you know a 65. Now, but. 
Uh, I'm just telling you, if I don't do what is right, then I should have some fear of the one in authority, the policeman. Mm -hmm. In fact, I saw a policeman pull somebody over right in front of me on the way. I was thankful it wasn't me. But they pulled him right over. So he said, that's what he's saying here. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Do what's right. For the one in authority is God's servant. That's the phrase he uses, for your good. That's important to remember, too. Those that we elect and uh, appoint, uh, they are supposed to serve for our good, not their good. I think the reason Americans, some maybe elected Trump, maybe the reason that many people are uh, dissatisfied and discouraged uh, about and dismayed about the current system is they sense that those in authority have forgotten those that are not, mm-hmm. that they are, exist for their good and their welfare and not the governed that it's not uh, of the people or for the people anymore. And so he says, these public servants really are for your good. But if you do wrong, do be afraid, he says, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. In our day, it would say they do not bear the gun for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. I believe, and maybe we'll get some emails about that, I believe God is endorsing here not only the rule of law, but the rule of action with weapons. I I think God is a pro-capital punishment God. Now, he holds life valuable, but I'm telling you that there is a deterrent to having the authority to punish to the degree that's under the law uh, for those who are wrongdoers. When people get off uh, uh, with a slap on the wrist, it is a, it is not a deterrent to evil or sin. It kind of sounds to me like this Romans verse is like a godly version of our checks and balances system. Oh, that's a good, that, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. to, to come back to that government class section yeah. here of the show. That, that's true. That, that That's a good way to put it. I hadn't really seen it. Even in the Bible, then it kind of, it would kind of talk about the motive for public service, and but uh, they they bear not the sword in, 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 in they, they bear not the sword in vain. I mean they 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 have the authority to use their weapons, or in our day the worst uh, thing, the greatest thing, capital punishment, uh, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. And so uh, that's just my per- my private opinion that I, I, if you look throughout the Bible, God has a mercy side, but God has a justice side. If you look in the book of Genesis, God wiped out a whole world w- with Noah and the ark. And maybe some of us in Eagle Country don't believe in Noah and a, a flood. I do. I think it's in there. Uh, and we can debate whether that's a fable or not. Uh, I think there's evidence to prove that it, there was a cosmic flood. But I think that is the perfect example of God being a punisher of evil and, uh, and a rewarder of good. But here we have uh, a, a clear outline in the Bible that if, as citizens, we are to obey God and God's servants in the government, we show honor to God when we honor the king, so to speak. And um, I think it's the government's job to protect us. I think this is referring to military might as well. Um, obviously, there's a lot of debate as to whether we should send our forces here or there. Uh, I can tell you this. If you didn't have a military that was active and sharp like we have, we would get overrun by other agents of wrath who do not fear us. 
So I, I think that we bear not the missiles in vain. We bear not the airplanes in vain. I think that you come to uh, that area by being strong and not weak. And that's what he's talking about here. And so he says, therefore, he kind of sums it up. It is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. Where what What is your conscience? Your conscience is what tells you right from wrong that I think the Holy Spirit gives you. And so when you're a great citizen, you obey, you pay taxes, you, you vote. I, 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 I'm appalled by the number of people who don't vote. If you're an eagle country, vote. I don't care if you're voting Republican, Democrat, Independent. I mean, people died for your right to vote. Uh, the stats on younger people not voting are astounding and shocking. Really? I would think... Very much. I'm, well, I vote all the time, so I yeah. guess I feel like... And most of the people that I know do vote. I know I had to, um, in the last few years, kind of force my parents to vote. Not force them yeah. to vote for, but kind of reinstate that this is... You know, you're right, and so so many people get tied up in the the national elections. Yeah, but right. I've always felt that the local election, people won't vote locally, and I think this this is your immediate your chance. Yeah, and this yeah. is where you can really change how yeah. you're directly impacted. So um, I thought would think that that statistic would be somewhat reversed now, um, not necessarily with baby boomers. Um, obviously, I think they're going to vote a lot, but with people more my age, uh, I haven't seen the latest polling on uh, Trump's victory in, uh, uh, a couple years ago in November. But the previous election cycle, more people voted for American Idol than voted in the presidential election in the younger demo. Oh my gosh! And so we're more about the culture than we are uh, about creating a new culture in America. So I would say, everybody, get out, vote, uh, vote your conscience, uh, whatever, whoever you can think can best position the country uh, to uh, be blessed by God. So again, I'm not looking for a a church-state thing. Uh, The church always gets in trouble when it gets in bed too closely with politicians or that kind of politics. In fact, I've been a little hesitant to over, and I'm I'm, I'm campaign lobbied by everybody every election cycle to publicly state, you know, who I'm voting for and why. And I, I have always been hesitant to do that because no matter which candidate I endorse, uh, they're going to do something to embarrass me. <laughs> you know? So there are preachers who got pretty, are, are pretty closely aligned to our current President Trump. Uh, but I never expected him to be a Sunday school teacher <laughs> you know, or a pastor. Uh, I do expect a moral fiber to exist in those who serve us publicly. So I've been very hesitant to align myself too closely because that's a reflection on me. Uh, so I just say vote the person you think can best position the country where you think it needs to go based on all you know about God. I, I do not believe that we are a Christian country. I believe we're a country full of Christians. Uh, and uh, as we get more secular, as uh, other religions uh, become more dominant in our country, and as we get farther away from the, uh, the Founding Fathers' faith, I think our country will continue to struggle. I think we'll be in trouble. But that's kind of what this talks about. And then he ends with the thing I hate the most. He says in verse 6, This is also why you pay taxes, 
for the authorities are God's servants. Notice he keeps saying these authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe him. This kind of sounds like what Jesus said. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar, under God's what is God. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. By the way, I think that's a good idea. It's highly but recommended. I highly <laughs> recommend that. I had a guy come and say, you know what, David, I don't think I'm going to pay taxes. This is true. I'm not, I'm not going to pay taxes. nothing that it says I have to pay taxes. And I said, well, I think you're wrong. Good luck with that. Let, let me know how that works out. And it didn't work out too good for him. Okay, so if you pay, uh, give everyone what you owe. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. So I, I find this fascinating that... These guidelines are written to citizens of another world, yet they were citizens of Rome. And so on this July 4 weekend, I greatly encourage you to full on, full out, celebrate this great country that we live in. Work uh, to make it better. We have wonderful uh, people in political uh, positions at Whitewater Crossing. As large as we are, we have people across uh, state, uh, local, federal levels that we have people work for the IRS. I mean, we, we have uh, across the gamut, we have some wonderful judges. We have some wonderful people in office. And I can tell you these are good-hearted men and women who are trying to make our culture and our country great. Uh, not great again, just great. Uh, and so some of you should, uh, in Eagle Country, should you know run for office. I mean, I think it would be great. Make change that way. Uh, vote. Pay taxes. But I think... That your loyalty and your allegiance, that's my message on this July 4 holiday week. Celebrate this country, but celebrate the God who gave us the country. Uh, be patriotic. I think we should put our hand over our heart when we sing the national anthem. I, I don't think we should disrespect this country that ha- has brought all of this wonderful benefit to us. And you only have to travel outside of the U.S. one time to a third world country, maybe on a mission trip or some other thing, to realize how really good we got it here. And so for those who would be overly critical of an infallible system that we have, uh, I encourage you to travel. Get out of the country and see if you'd want to live any place else other than the great old United States of America. Yeah, we don't know the small bubble that we live in until we're out of it. And I can't attest to that too much. I'm still in my planning of a mission trip yeah. Uh, stage, but that's one of the reasons I want to go is to kind of be reminded um, yeah. and more aware of how good life is when we want to complain about first world problems. Boy, that's absolutely. Boy, you've been listening to somebody preach about that. That's really good, Lord. But thanks again for uh, this episode. It passes so quickly. I'm sure there's other things we could say. I hope that uh, you have heard my heart and Lori's heart each week. And that you will give us the benefit of the doubt if we don't address everything in every way. And that you'll email us. You'll come visit us at church. Uh, Lori might be at first service at 930 or second service at 1115, depending on how hard she works Saturday night at Eagle Country. You know, we'll determine maybe what she comes with. We got coffee and we've got other citizens of another world that are joining you. Mark Kramer is there and love to have you visit his place as well. Uh, but celebrate country 
this week, celebrate God this week. If Lori and I can ever serve you in any way, uh, it would be our honor to do so. And anybody listening again in Eagle Country that uh, needs a friend, uh, needs a second chance, uh, needs a church, uh, that's why we're on the air, and that's why we come to you every week to help re- uh, rev up your life and maybe have a revolution spiritually occur in your life. So let me pray, and then uh, we'll conclude. Father, thanks again for the show each week, for the words that go across these airwaves to listening ears. I pray that uh, those listening, God, would uh, have been benefited tonight from these things. And as we enter into a a new month of July, uh, a new holiday season, God, halfway through the year. Wow, it's going so quickly. Uh, May we really uh, take uh, account of how blessed we are uh, to live in this country. And even though it's messed up in a lot of ways, we want to make that better. May it start with us, and may it start by us being the best citizens we could be of another country. And uh, so thank you, God, for Eagle Country, for Mark Crimer, and we thank you for uh, the the one who makes all that possible, uh, Jesus, and we thank you and pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.